Get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, save, retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Time now for the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Yes, yes. Welcome into Yuppie and the Douchebag. Tim and Lil Tex, Tim and Boy, Sam and Lil Tex. Many combinations. Our Town, Honesty and Media. It's 101 ESPN. My name is Tim McKernan. Standing across from me, Action Jackson. I've been waiting ever since the trade deadline to get your take. Uh, well, we just did three hours of radio, and I'm, I think I'm all taked out. You didn't say anything about the Blues acquiring Nicoletti, so this is why I'm. This is why I'm like, okay, I'm going to save it for 101 ESPN and hear what and, and hear what you have to say. Uh, you know, <laughs> Sonny, he. Uh, he would get into the hard areas, but it's time to make a change, and the Blues did that. Have faith in Army. That's what I say. Man brought a cup to town. Now, for honesty and media's sake, when we were sitting back there with executive producer Mike Ryder while Randy Carricker and Michelle Smallman and Matt Rocchio were wrapping up their show, and I said, hey, what's the topic on 101 ESPN this morning? Because I was just doing three hours, and what I, I don't like to brag, but on HD2. Right. Real radio. <laughs> right. It's kind of like, yeah, I live in Huntley. So, you know, what's going on down here at 101 ESPN and 100,000 watts? And uh, and and said uh, the, the overall theme has kind of been trust and army. Yeah. And then I talked to Randy Carricker for our one-minute podcast as I right. come in and and he leaves. And, uh, and he said it was overall positivity. Positivity on the trade. And then also positivity on the Cardinal rotation. And I go, boy, I got to tell you something. I would have lost money on that. Yeah, I would not sure. have thought that's the theme. Because I was listening to Jamie Rivers and Alexa Dat yesterday on the fast lane. And, uh, and I could tell Jamie was having uh, an unfortunate air comfort service text line experience as people were not reacting positively to the yeah. news. We've been there. We live there. <laughs> so... That surprised me that that what Randy's experience, Randy and Michelle were experiencing this morning was positivity. So I, I guess here's where I am on it. When we were doing the show and wrapping it up yesterday, at that point, I was kind of like, there's not going to be, I didn't think anyway, some huge move Right at that point. So I, I suppose your level of Either enthusiasm or disappointment is probably relative to what your expectations were when the news came through. If you were expecting something significant, you're disappointed. If you didn't want them to do anything, you may be irritated that they've allocated another draft pick. But I think some people are going, ah, they're setting it up for next year and Detroit's taking half the salary and Sunquist, you know, love them, but, you know, might be time to move on there. And maybe the Blues can make a run with what they have, but more likely than not, it's probably not happening this year, but at least they did something and they're more setting up for next year. That might be what would be termed positivity. Mm -hmm. Now, with regards to the Cardinals and the rotation, hearing that from Randy Carricker in our one-minute podcast, that surprises me. Me too. That, that What you said, I was like, really? They're cool with not having Jack Flaherty in the rotation? But... I, I don't know 
what they're going to do. They just have to have a situation like last year. They bring up someone young like they did with OVA, though, and OVA that went, what, 0-8? So, yeah, no, he had some problems. Right. So it's, it seems problematic to me, but you know, what do I know? The weird thing is, is because of the division they're in, it might be a smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Fest. The weird thing is, and you know, I, I, I sometimes get specific on these years things, but in 2015, they won 100 games. And I didn't feel like, you know, in my lifetime, I think the Cardinals have won 100 games four times. And I'm more than open to being fact-checked on that, Jackson. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's something that you could easily pull up. But they won 100 games in 85, 04, 05, and 15. I'm pretty sure I'm that almost was Almost positive of 04 and 05 being 100 Well, I knew teams. that was the case, and they won 115. And I just remember thinking of the 100-win teams I've seen, that team struck me as not necessarily carrying the cachet of a 100-win team. And then one would automatically say... Well, that's probably because they piled up some division wins, mm-hmm. and the division was weak. But that year, the division was outstanding. The, the Cubs Pirates. and the Pirates yeah. were both great. Right? Do you think both they've... close to a hundred wins? Yeah. So they may have piled up on the Reds and the Brewers that sure. year, but but overall, you had three teams that either were a hundred win teams or close to a hundred win teams, and uh, the Cubs wound up beating the Cardinals and losing the NLCS to the Mets. But the point being, this year being smoke and mirrors, it could be a case of the fact that the Cardinals. May not be that great, but the division is so, I don't know what I call it, top-heavy, just so poor right. for the fi- final three teams that they may look good in the standings but uh, may struggle with a lack of, of depth. Take your pick wherever you want to address it. In this particular case, the rotation. But, hey, if people are optimistic, maybe it's just a case of people going, ah, I didn't think there was going to be baseball at this point, and I'm just happy about that, and the division sucks, and so they should be, at the very least, competitive. I don't know. I, that, that just isn't really the mindset, though, around here, I don't think. And I'm not talking about around 101. I'm talking about around St. Louis with the Cardinals. They want them to do something, right. and nothing has necessarily really been tended to. Yeah, I think you and I are more concerned about the offense than maybe the general masses are. And now I'm concerned about the rotation, right. whereas I yeah. wasn't all—I I guess I was more concerned about the offense than I was, and now with the situation with Flaherty in particular. I just think that that's—and I know you set up a parlay. Is this a little text parlay? No, it's fun with uh, arbitrary percentages. I'm a big fan of fun with <laughs> arbitrary percentages. I know, yeah. So uh, we got that in there. All right, Albert Pujol signs with the Cardinals. This is fun, loosely interpreted definition of arbitrary percentages. Uh, Albert Poole signs with the Cardinals. I will put that at 14%. Ooh, I'll go under at 8%. All right. Uh, Jack Flaherty makes three starts before June 1st. I will put that at 2%. And I feel like that's liberal, but I will allow myself the one-outer. Yeah, I was going to say it was an under 5 I was going to say 4%. All right. Uh, the Blues make the playoffs. Seventy percent. I think that's about right, actually. Seventy percent. Two out of three, 10. so yeah. 67 percent. Uh, Saint Peter's beats Purdue. Ten percent. I think one out of ten times they beat. I think they've been ten percent in both their wins. So I think I, I would love for that to happen. Now that would be the furthest to 15 is yes, gone. Yes, okay. that would be elite eight. No 15 is going to an elite eight. Uh, Saint Peter. I, here's the thing. I know you were kind of down on Purdue going in. And the last thing I want to do is portray myself as college basketball expert because mm-hmm. it's I'm just not. And I, I watched more college basketball this past weekend and Thursday and Friday than I have in a long time, sure. and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Uh, but I, I felt like a lot of people were down on Purdue, and from that standpoint, I viewed them as a value, sure. as a team who earlier in the year was was number one. Right. But now they will get this team that's playing fearlessly. Yeah. And uh, I know that most of the country will be pulling for 
in St. Peter's. I'm trying to find a number. My guess is Purdue is favored by 10 points. Uh, 12 and a half. Yeah, I was going to take the over. Uh, Jaden Ivey is super good for Purdue. He's going to be a top five pick in the NBA draft, most likely. So I'd love to see it. St. Peter's beating Purdue. I would love to see it. But that's uh, those are our fun with arbitrary percentages. What do we have here? Uh, Tim, I was at the workouts in Jupiter, and the one guy who drew my attention, Lars. Consistent, hard contact. Think you're going to see big things from him this year. That's from the 618. That would be an element of a sneaker play that would help the offense. And yeah. maybe they're bullish on him. Maybe they're bullish on some guys who we are not thinking of, and he would be one of them. Uh, and I know he had a big game on Saturday, and uh, and he's making some uh, some strides. So perhaps a guy that, if his name was like, you know, George Glass, <laughs> we'd be going, oh, George Glass, good ball player. Right. But since it's Lars Newtbar, unfortunately, people will dismiss him simply because his name is Lars Newtbar. It's a minor league name. It's a it's a minor league. But then they signed Dickerson, Then that doesn't, that, it makes me a little confused if they have Newtbar ready to go and they're high on him, why get Dickerson? Uh, I'm very worried about the offense and the rotation. Moe's Moneyball is killing me. That is from the 314. Moe's Moneyball. Moe's Moneyball. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I just, I don't know. I hope I'm wrong about the offense thing, but that was my whole thing for the last few years, and now the Jack Flaherty thing is something that I'm going, this is, it's certainly this concerning. is a problem for multiple years because yeah. there is a guy who at the very least was going to be a Cardinal through 2023 and now you're going, what's going to happen with him just in general? And if you right. don't have him in 22 and 23, what do you have? Yeah. And that's the thing with the, with the, the flirty thing. So now i got a couple of things. Uh, good morning, Jackson. That's from the 314. Look at that. Morning. Look at that. That Look is that nice. Uh, Jackson's probably pumped to have another of his beloved former Blackhawks in town. That's from the 636. You are the Chicago yuppie. Yeah, I'm at, like I'm so Chicago that I I start watching Chicago hockey. That would be the world would freeze over before that happened. That trade was garbage, just like Jackson's Sports Center updates. It's from the 618. Might be an Illinois fan because I mentioned that they lost set back to back second round exits for. Yeah, I did bunch. notice you got a little more detailed when you were talking about <laughs> uh, Tim. Uh, the offense is overrated. See, that's kind of where I am. Are people rating it high? Yes. Oh, that is yeah. Then 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 that's certainly overrated. I mean, listen, you have DeYoung and Molina. I know people keep saying Sosa. I oh, I get it. I listen. I get it, but yeah. I just don't think you're going to see him as much as you may think. Right. Unless Paul DeYoung gets injured, I think it's going to be mostly mostly his... DeYoung. Yeah, hundred percent. And so when you have that in the lineup. Those are two spots right. that are, you know, for lack of a better term, problematic. Absolutely. And I guess you hope Tyler O'Neill has a similar season to last year, but he hasn't proven that he can be consistent with that. So that's not a guarantee. And Bader is very inconsistent at the plate. I, I'm somewhat concerned. And like I said, we've had multiple times in years past where the offense looks good at the beginning, and then by the middle of summer, it's outfielders hitting six, seven, and eight. Uh, hey, Jackson, I know you're a big NBA guy, but the National League has the DH this year, so Dickerson's needed. That's from the Festus Fluffer. Oh, I get it. No, I get I get having more offense and more people, but if I, I figured that would be Lars Newpar, especially if they're going to be high on him. So the move confused me a little bit, because if you're going to get an outfielder, why not get a premier outfielder? All right. Well, listen, that's what I, th- I thought it was going to be a shortstop, and then I was briefed as to what had transpired, at least the thought process between the organization and Mike Schilt and the centerpiece of some of those conversations being the organization wanting to give Paul the young another shot. And I'm going, Oh boy, that means my whole shortstop envision this, this is not going to happen for the 2022 campaign is, is not going to happen. And now that is, that's 
that is what uh, transpired to this point. Uh, Tim, the Cardinals front office, the only people that are rating this offense high. That's from the 618. Uh, Tim, I don't care about Yachty. He has earned it, but DeYoung has earned nothing, absolutely nothing. What a joke. That's from Lisa. Yeah, I mean, my, my observation on Yadier or Molina offensively isn't a criticism of Yadier or Molina. It's just you're looking at the lineup and you know what you have there. And I'll take Yadier or Molina behind the plate all day Absolutely. long with the trade-off understanding that the offense isn't what it once was. The DeYoung thing is the thing that I wasn't expecting when the season closed out last year. I was very hopeful that they were going to go get a big-time shortstop since so many were available, and that is not what has uh, happened. All right, it is uh, 10-16 in St. Louis. This time check brought to you by Clarkson Jewelers. Uh, coming up on today's program, so what your grandma think at the end of it with Jackson in his brand-new Open, and he's really excited about it. He got yeah. to show it off yesterday, four days late. <laughs> And uh, feels very confident I do. About, about your new open on So What Your Grandma Think. A deep tease, So What Your Grandma Think. What I do think, we have? I think There's no guy, way this is from like the last 24 hours. There's oh, no, no, way. no, no, no. It's not. But uh, I think this guy would be probably first on my list of if he's in a bad mood, I don't want to ask him a question. Want to take a guess? Football coach. God, I mean, it's the immediate, I mean, a default click to Saban Belichick. NFL. NFL coach. NFL coach and not currently a head coach and hasn't been for a while. Bill Parcells. No, good good guess. May I have a hint, please? Yes, Midwest. Uh, I'll, I'll Mike give you, Ditka? Yes, Mike Ditka. If he's in a bad mood, I'd rather ask anyone else in the world a question. Somehow Mike Ditka became a regular on TMA. Really? I have no idea how that happened. He, had, he developed a rapport with producer Joe, produced the show from 2004 through 2013. And it'd be like, yeah, we got Ditka on. And go, Mike, Ditka, just, Mike Ditka's dropping. I guess he thinks he's on like a different show. <laughs> right. There's no possible way. Oh, he seems and like then we talk, well, he was, he was good, but, you know, this was like the 2010, 11, 12, 13 Rams. I mean, yeah. you really had to be paying attention to know who was even on the team. Right. And so is he like talking Rams? That's what he was beyond for? Yeah. And, you know, he'd kind of, you know, smack us around a little bit. <laughs> But for the most part, he was affable, and I just, this is the strangest thing. <laughs> it's like wild. when I when I did a show with Jim Edmonds for, we did it for a year, doing morning drive and afternoon drive, super relaxing. <laughs> uh, and uh, and Brett Favre just became like a regular on the show. It was a, And Pete Rose. I remember Pete Rose always being so on it was, the show. It was the strangest thing. <laughs> it's just a couple of legends. It was great. Right. It was great. A couple of legends dropping and by. And Pete clearly didn't want to talk to me. And would only kind of talk to Jim. And then I asked him a question about, like, there was some recent poll on whether or not he should be in the Hall of Fame. And I said, so, Pete, you know, 75% of people say you still shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. And Pete goes, hey, Jimmy, how about this guy over here? I got a third person being him. You know, oh, and man. Edmonds is, like, scrolling through pictures of tornadoes. That's what he would always be. I'd be looking over, like, Jim's looking at pictures of tornadoes. But, uh, you know, so, okay, because Edmonds is here, I get to talk to these guys. Right, right, right. And it's great. And he's he's encapsulated by the, the Twisters. Yeah. So I will go ahead and ask questions. And then Pete wrote, like, hey, Pete, hey, Jimmy, you know, what's this guy asking me this question for? I'm like, well, that's, isn't that what he... Yeah, I mean, what else are we going to talk yeah, about with you, Pete? Take me back to Riverfront Stadium and Eric Shaw, <laughs> yeah, like, Ken Wilson on the call. All right, it is uh, now 10 we are late for a break, as I am one to do. You are welcome to get involved. Texting in 65780. Anything and everything is welcomed. It's Yuppie in the Douchebag on 101 ESPN. We're right back to the balloon party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Oh, my bad. I didn't put the, I didn't put the bumper oh. in there. Oh, boy, oh, boy. 
I didn't put a button. That it's is... too early in the show for me to be throwing things, but it might have to happen. <laughs> that was what are we doing the first here? Time What's done going that? on out here? Just a just a dry intro into oh! the segment. <laughs> oh! I, I thought something went wrong, but no. I just look. Mike Ryder's laughing his ass off over there. <laughs> what are we doing? My bad, St. Louis. My show. bad, St. Louis. Clip that off. That'll be the new name of the show. My bad, St. Louis. <laughs> That would be a great title. <laughs> that actually, there's something to that. My bad, St. Louis. Apologies in advance. Welcome to My Bad, St. Louis on 101 ESPN. Jackson just really just kind of, and he's just kind of talking it over with me during the break, too. Just carefree. I know. It, Not I, a care in the world. I was alerted that the, the break was a little shorter, and I just didn't, I just, that, that's the first time that's happened. Won't happen again, St. Louis. Wow. Hopefully. All right. Jackson uh, really kind of setting an unfortunate tone here. For this uh, the second segment of Balloon Party, now known as My Bad St. Louis, <laughs> Tim and Boy, Tim and Lil Tex, yeah. douchebag, uh, yuppie and the douchebag here on 101 ESPN. All right, Jackson. So uh, Doug Armstrong, I think the most uh, significant quote from yesterday was the one: "You can't be all in all the time." Right. And uh, and I think I don't know if that resonated with people or if it upset people, but I think with with him, let me put it this way. Now, I realize John Mazalak can't say you can't be all in on the t- all the time because people would go, when when were you last all in? <laughs> yeah. uh, but with Doug Armstrong, I think he has a great deal of equity with yes. with fans in 100%. the St. Louis area. So uh, this uh, this soundbite, I think, resonated with, uh, with people who may have not necessarily been particularly pleased at around 2 o'clock yesterday. Uh, I, I don't think any one player is going to help the intensity of the Blues. That has to come from our leadership group. That has to start with uh, the guys that wear letters. Uh, but also, it's it's everybody, it's everyone's responsibility on the team to prepare a way to win hockey games. And uh, the NHL season's not 82 Rembrandts. Uh, and right now, we're going through a, a play right now that's not indicative of winning hockey. And we have to get out of that. So I don't think any one player is going to come in and change that. That has to come from within, and uh, uh, that's going to be the, that's going to be up to the players to to get that done. Doug Armstrong talking it over yesterday, and in one of his questions that he was asked uh, was about, you know, his confidence level in the team, and if it was uh, an illustration of a lack thereof, so to speak, in the move that they made, and not necessarily going out and getting one of the biggest names available. And then that got back into the you can't be all in all the time soundbite. Uh, blues and Caps tonight in D.C. I'm not even going to bother asking Jackson what he thinks the number is. Uh, the Blues are plus 125 at this moment. I'm anxious to see how they play tonight. Because even if they didn't make a trade yesterday, yeah. there's there's a there's an, I don't call it urgency, but there's a little, it's getting a little tight. Uh, and I'm anxious to see how they perform in bouncing back. Because that was the theme. First couple months we were doing the show here. Be like, yeah, they had a bad game. They had plenty of them to choose from with some really subpar opponents. And then you could count on them bouncing back. Well, now it's been a bit of the consistent, uh, unfortunate play. So will they be able to bounce back tonight against the Caps? They are plus 125, Washington minus 145. If you're interested in getting the Blues and uh, a goal and a half, then you would be laying 190. That seems awfully steep for the plus one and a half over under Six and a half is your total. Uh, thank God for the new open on So What'd Your Grandma Think? Because with all the force that NBA 105-year-old clips that we hear, he opens the only good thing to listen to. I think that was a 
compliment to the new open, but a little underhanded because this particular listener is tired of all of your NBA clips, and I'm in lockstep with this listener. I stand in solidarity with this listener. Who did we hear from yesterday? It was Clyde Drexler's rookie game, I believe. It was Russ, and it was like the day before, so... But uh, I, if there's any, if anyone has any Clyde the Glide audio from his first game, send it my way. I'm more than happy to give it a listen. Try to try to weave it in to so what your grandma thinks. Yeah, any way I can. You know, we don't talk near enough association. <laughs> I, without a doubt, even though we're only on an hour, there isn't a doubt in my mind. This show, not even per minute talks more NBA oh, than yeah. any other show on the stage. 100%. 100%. Uh, do you believe in streaming? That's from the New York Post. Legendary NFL play-by-player Al Michaels is in agreement with Amazon Prime Video to lead its booth when it begins its exclusive coverage of Thursday Night Football in the fall. The New York Post has learned Michaels' partner will be ESPN's Kirk Herbstreet. Herbstreet will continue to do college football with ESPN. Uh, an official announcement is expected this week. Amazon at the moment has declined to comment. Michaels is expected to sign the contract shortly after several months of negotiations. Michaels, whose contract is for three years, will be paid near the Joe Buck neighborhood. That's a new thing now, the Joe Buck neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, Buck signed a five-year, $75 million deal with ESPN to join his longtime partner at Fox, Troy Aikman, on ESPN's Monday Night Football. Herb Street, who has two years remaining on his ESPN deal, will also continue on College Game Day. And Saturday college games, the terms of his contract are not fully yet known, but sources said it's for eight figures a year. 77-year-old Michaels was a free agent after he called his record-tying 11th Super Bowl for NBC last month. I like the fact that Al Michaels get—it's 77? Yeah, they get that kind of money. We talk about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> but I, li- I like it. I like—because I, I just—I feel like one of the things that is a flaw— and I don't know if this is unique, unique to the United States, but I can only make my observations on the United States, is so often people are put out to pasture, so to speak, when they, I don't know, get in their 60s. And here's a guy who's now, oftentimes that's not the case, don't get me wrong, oftentimes in politics, but but specific to uh, just a general business, not even broadcasting. Yeah. And with Sound Story, which is a business I started uh, in 2019, where we interview older family members for people, Jackson and I, we had one yesterday yep. after this show, and Doug Vaughn, my co-host on TMA, has one as we speak. Uh, it's on mysoundstory.com if you're interested for Mother's Day or Father's Day. One of the things that I've learned, I've done about 100 of them now, and I love doing them, and I know you like being, oh, yeah. being in there producing them. The people have from just experience absolutely and and then the perspective one gains and so listen now it's one thing if somebody can't perform whether they're in their 30s 40s 50s 60s or 70s but he's still firing at a high level absolutely and i like that amazon goes yeah so we're we're the new age thing yeah we're streaming we're thursday night we want to make a splash but we're not going to go okay we've got to automatically just put somebody in who's 30 or 40 just because they're 30 or 40 right this guy's still one of the best ever, and he's going to be able to have some recall on events in American sports history that he's going to be able to tie together, and he's going to be able to call a game incredibly effectively. I like that. I like that. Now, some people don't want to do it at that point. They, they've got enough. I, I think in Joe's case, in, in Joe Buck's case, 
the priority was spending time with his family. He's got younger children, and his wife works on Monday Night Football. And, yeah, I don't, I, he's not in a spot where I need to be calling everything. I don't need to be calling baseball. I don't need to be calling World Series. I just don't need it. I'm happy. I'm good. Al Michaels, not to say that he's not happy, but this is what he wants to be doing, and he still can do it. And from that standpoint, I'm glad to see that that uh, Amazon is giving a 77-year-old Al Michaels not just this kind of money, but not just going, oh, he's 77, he can't do it. He yeah. can't, and he's still outstanding. Some Absolutely. people age differently. Michaels is still the best in the game or one of the best in the game. Yeah, he's one of those guys, and you've talked about this before, where he gets on the call and the game feels bigger. You know, it's just he, he gives the game a lot more energy and substance than, say, another broadcaster. I don't want to name names, but just anyone else. He's one of those that you're like, especially for football, you're like, man, this is a big game. And for Thursday Night Football, which was struggling with numbers and matchup is certainly a big element of that, to have him is, is I think, really important for their new venture, to have someone established like Al Michaels. Yeah, you're right. And the Herb Street thing is a surprise play. If you would have asked me two yeah. months ago on that and given me 10 choices, I don't even know if I would have popped no. up, even no. though I really like him. He's been doing college game day for a long time, and now for the sure. Saturday Night game on uh, ESPN slash ABC for a long time. I wonder how that will treat him. I and mean, that's a heavy schedule. I was about to say, I mean, that's you're going to be in name the city on Thursday and then go, and you're most likely in a small town that you're not flying directly into unless you're flying private, which I is most likely say, the case. I mean, are you just trying to play commoner to hide the Ledoux thing? <laughs> I am. I mean, you fly into Creve Corps on a private jet and you live 10 minutes from here. Right. I just I actually just land a <laughs> helicopter on top of the building. But, um, it, it, it's a brutal thing because you're you could be across the country, you could be on one coast and have to go to another coast the next day, really Friday, and get ready for college game day, which yeah, is I in think, itself I a long that, day. And it's, and it's it's three four months ish of of that. Yeah, yeah, at least. Boy, I don't know. That's a lot. I mean, hey, God bless them to each their own, for and, sure. and only the person on the inside can speak to what the experience is going to be like. But that. The, the, the Thursday night where you're prepping, prepping, prepping for the NFL, something you haven't done, and you know that there is going to be a lot of focus on can college guy do NFL. No doubt. Then you get done with it. And it's not like you exhale, and then we have a few days before we turn our attention to college game day and next week's college game. It's like now it's college game day in the morning. Right. And then you're getting on a jet most of the time to fly from the location where college game day is to where his game is. It's yeah. maybe 25 to 33% of the time in the same location. Yeah, and So he's flying to, that's just a lot. I mean, hey, God bless him. Tip of the cap, you make the money while you can. You know, in 10 years, that probably isn't going to be there. In a year, it might not have been there with the NFL. And as I said, the contract's up in two years with ESPN, so maybe he is turning his attention. He gets to work with Al Michaels. Yeah, no, I think it's great for But that college game day, man, that morning college game day is a – that's not necessarily like the easiest thing in the world. You're up with all those screaming people, with your crew up super early in the morning after just calling a Thursday night football game, and then, like you said, most likely flying to that next location. That's a that's a that's a rough seventy two hours. But you know, he's got clearly got the passion for it. Uh wow. We Metro East folks just got paved roads. LOL. That's from Lisa. <laughs> That's from uh, Lisa in the 618. Uh, Tim, will you still be doing TMA at 77? So let's how old was I when I started TMA, Jackson? 27. Okay. So that means it'll be 50 years. Uh, I think you have to. I of think TMA. You, I think you'll just have to do it. 
I think Jim Nats kind of in the back of his mind wants to do 50 years at the Masters, and he actually might be able yeah, to do it because he, he started so young. Right. I think his first Masters was Jack Nicklaus's run in 86. Oh, I thought that was Vern Lundquist did the call for that. Well, he wasn't the lead, but he was, on, okay. he was on the call. Got it. Makes sense. No, Vern Lundquist was on 16. Right. And Nance, I don't believe, was the lead. Got it. But he was at the Masters on the call for CBS in 86, and now he's the lead. And so, man, he'll be, he'll be at forty years coming well, up here in in four yeah, years. So he could do ten more years. I think it's certainly reasonable. I, I guess that could that. happen. I would love that. Oh, you like goodness. Hello Friends? Oh, it's it just it, hearing that, and then the birds chirping. It like instantly puts you in a good mood. I don't know about everyone, but it puts me in a good mood. Hello, friends. Uh, let's see. I think balloon party co-hosting is much harder than Saturday morning college game day. That's from the 636. That's a great compliment to you, Jackson. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I, I, this is my art. <laughs> this is my art. That's going to play well. <laughs> Your thoughts on Jackson saying this is his art. 6578 zero uh all right we will take a commercial break come back with more of balloon party here on 101 espn and what is it now known as my apologies st louis oh yeah my apologies st louis this is 101 espn we're right back to the balloon party on the tim mckernan podcast presented by dobbs tire and auto centers on 101 espn yes thank you for the music this time yes i know i think it's i think it sounds better than the dry the try intro well, the dry intro is just startling. It is. It is. It's like you weren't on the air a second ago, and now you are. Right. And I think, you know, after 20-plus years, I can I can adjust on the fly. The thing that concerned me was the look of horror on your face. I thought something had went wrong, but it was just a, a minor error, but it sounds bad. And I, I take a lot of pride in what I do. Like I said, this is my art. Yeah, that didn't, as expected, that didn't play well. Let me no. read a few of the, sure, the thoughts yeah, no, that... That came in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jackson, if this is art, it's paint by numbers. That's from the 618. Nothing wrong with paint by numbers. Uh, 86 was Nance in walking the bear quote. Uh, that's from the 314 uh, in reference to Nance's first masters. Uh, let's see. It's fine if Jackson thinks this is his art. Just don't expect to see it in the Louvre anytime soon. That's from Sharon in Glencoe. Yeah, but that's the thing. Artists are always more appreciated after they pass away. So whenever that happens... Uh, I already can see the text coming, and it's going to be very unfortunate. They're going to be very dark, and they're going to be very morbid in the next two minutes. I'm that's just all right. warning you. That's all right. Uh, I feel like with all the show's name changes, we are on the inevitable path that will lead us to go F yourself, St. Louis, Ron Burgundy style. That's from the 314. I understand there is a poll on the TMA. You can join the TMA fan page on Facebook. Come on in. Jackson's the administrator. Best of see- luck. <laughs> and there is a poll asking what the quote-unquote best name of Balloon Party is? Yep. What's currently winning? Uh, you want to take a guess? Tim and Boy. Yes. Is it? Yep. Tim and Boy is in first, and second, tied, uh, well, f- in second place is Yuppie and the Douchebag. Yeah. Uh, th- three votes for Balloon Party, so <laughs> makes us feel good about our original idea. Yep. And then Our Town has one vote. But this is only a th- this poll is only like 40 minutes old, so it'll, it'll matriculate. It's the uh, TMA fan page on Facebook coming in the water is warm. Tim, you have you, Danny Mack, and Matt Rocchio out of St. Gabriel's. Who's the next prodigy coming from St. Gabriel's? Yeah, I mean, I think kind of how uh, if you want to go to, uh, you know, 125 miles down the road, the University of Missouri Journalism School is, uh, is so uh, prominent along with Northwestern and Syracuse. 
and I almost even was able to graduate. So that's exciting. Very and nice. then locally, you have Lindenwood. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think when you talk about grade schools with great broadcasting, you think of St. Gabriel's. 100%. That's where you go to grade school if you want to get into broadcasting. I can make an article today. I believe I, Cronkite was class of 58. I could send in an article to a bunch of different news aggregators saying the best grade schools for broadcast journalism. <laughs> and I'll put St. Gabe's at first which would also be the best for seventh grade basketball. Thank you for acknowledging that. If this is Jackson's art, it must be abstract. Thanks. That's from the 562. That was kind of a meta text, and I liked it. Yeah, uh, Jackson Pollock. I'm in favor of Yuppie and the Douchebag, LOL. That's from the 314. Yeah, it's got legs. Uh, my bad St. Louis, I think, will take off, especially as the show continues. Maybe if something horrific happens to Jackson, St. Louis will finally stop hating the guy. That's from the 573. So there it is, kind of a push-pull there. Right, I don't know how to think about that one. That one. Well, I told you it was about to get rough right yeah, when you said it. Now I'm getting uh, you know, self-reflective. You do a good job, Jackson. Lisa, Thanks. take no S. I think that was from Lisa, and then she finished it off by saying, take no S. Well, I appreciate you, Lisa. Uh, I remember beating St. Gabriel's in the CYC tournament when I went to St. Jerome, LOL. Well, that was one of our rebuilding years, but they're very few and far between. Right. I think that might have been Danny Mac's class, actually. I know he had a, <laughs> he had a rough go of things, as, 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 it's, been, as it's been noted. All right, uh, the Dennis Gates hire has been uh, officially voted on by the Board of Curators, and to the disappointment of many Missouri fans, it was approved this morning. I'm getting higher on it, and I listen— that's not the way I necessarily operate. Mm-hmm. I don't, but I really don't. Um, but I'm kind of buying in on Dennis Gates. The press conference will be at noon today in Columbia for the new Missouri basketball coach. Yeah, I was surprised by his age. I didn't know he was 42. I would have figured. What do you think? I thought he was like 50. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's great. I love. It's great to have a young, hungry coach who has just come off an experience of turning around a team, albeit one in the Horizon League, but nonetheless turning around a program in a very short amount of time, and I think that's exactly what the University of Missouri needs. I could be wrong on this, but follow me on this. Sure, I'm going sure. to make a very brief golf run. I'm so careful about not going. Like, I'd love to talk about Mickelson not being the Masters and my conspiracy theories, but I feel like then I will lose the, the three people who have bought into me just by making them turn on you. Right, right, right. So I'm not going to do it. But I was listening to one of my golf podcasts, as I do, which will probably just creep out the audience, but that's what I do. And they were talking about how Davis Riley triple bogeyed a hole early in his round and the Valspar is the leader. Okay, I got it out of the way. And how it might have given him some ability to exhale as a guy who'd never been in that position on the PGA Tour. Uh And then he could get back to his comfort level. Applying that to not just Missouri and Kim Anderson, not just Missouri and Conzo Martin, I do wonder psychologically if what Missouri's current status is in college basketball, and I recognize people who are certainly older than me or people around my age, look at the Norm Stewart era as incredibly successful Mm -hmm. and certainly the golden years of Missouri basketball, even though it didn't get to a Final Four, it was a perennial contender, albeit, uh, excuse me, with the exception of a handful of years, that for this job... For this responsibility and for this current state of the program, it may be best to have somebody who is not, as I know it might sound like a joke now, but Conzo Martin had been for a long time at Purdue, then at Cal, then at Tennessee, 
there's a certain amount of psychological hunger that I think has to be in somebody at that moment to take that on. Conzo Martin, maybe 15 years earlier, might have been the right guy to sure. take up the, you know, and it wasn't like it was a disaster right out of the gate. It just never really got traction, in particular with recruiting. In other words, Dennis Gates, who is in the mode of, I'm going to bet on myself, as we heard yesterday from CY Young, and also, I'm this is my chance. I am going to stop at nothing to be successful. That's probably better for a makeup at this moment than somebody who has been a coach for a while and is just going to get paid. Do you see right. what I'm saying? Does that 100%. make sense psychologically? Yeah. Yes, you're having someone who's this is this is their time. This is what this is right. their first experience with doing it, and this is their time to show what their legacy is going to be written about. Because you got to be going nonstop, both with recruiting and also with trying to instill whatever it is that you're going to instill in the program as you rebuild it. Absolutely. And that is not something that is for somebody, and it isn't about the age. Just talked about age and what I feel like is really a, a prominent element of, of, at this moment, American culture, which is some semblance of age discrimination and not toward young people, but toward old people. And I just, from a business standpoint, think it's a miss. I think a lot of people who would do a hell of a job in their 50s, 60s, and sometimes in their 70s, get just cast aside like ah, well you know he's in his 60s now I'm like hey, that dude can do better than anybody else 100 but with that all said gates this is his first big time job right and whether he's 42 32 or 52 he's hungry and so i'm anxious to see what he's going to do 100 so initially when i heard his name and i'm here in cleveland state i'm going oh my goodness right. what in the world Natural but the reaction. more i find out about him the more I buy in. At the same time, as a Missouri fan, what choice do you have but to, to hope it works out? 100%. But I'm just buying in. I'm, I'm, I'm anxious to see what happens. I suppose it can't get any worse, but I'm anxious to see if this guy really turns turns this thing around. Yeah, absolutely. So that's where I'm coming from. Uh, plus, if Gates doesn't get it done in three or four years, we will know more about Kim English as a coach. That's from the 314. Right. Uh, I don't get to listen to your show very often, but so far I like apologies, St. Louis, for the name. I feel like you guys might be having to apologize a lot. LOL. That's from Jackson's favorite area code, this 618. It is. Uh, Jackson, yep. you do, in fact, do a good job. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. Look at that. I appreciate it. Um, all right. So we have a, so what'd your grandma think? And this is what we have coming up on the other side. Mike Ditka. Mike Ditka. All right. We'll see what has him irritated. And so what'd your grandma think? That's coming up next on Balloon Party. This is 101 ESPN. We're right back to the Balloon Party on the Tim McKernan Podcast. Presented by Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers on 101 ESPN. Sometimes the media asks bad questions like, C Congratulations. Um, congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh. Or. What went through your mind when you were told that the contract was done? What's that? And when that happens, players will fire back. I mean, are you looking to get into a pissing match, me, you and I? Right, it's a clown question, bro. Now, it's time for. So what's your grandma think? New open. Jackson very bullish on his new open. That's the... Congratulations. Congratulations. <laughs> I lost. Like, that would seriously... Oh, my God. Like, I've had, like, bad experiences with my Sports Center updates where I freeze, but at that case, I would <laughs> crawl out of my skin and leave. Especially if I'm covering tennis, which I don't know anything about, and I have to go ask a question. I think his question was that was, well, how'd you do that? And the guy says... I think oh. we need to give you the Zoom passcode tonight if the Blues lose and just talk it over with Chief. Hey, Chief. <laughs> What went wrong out there? Just say Jackson Burkett. 
101 ESPN. You, you know me from So What'd Your Grandma Think on 101 ESPN. Or maybe it, maybe you're listening to HD2. Right. All right, what do we have here? Mike Ditka's not happy. Yeah, he, the, of course, retired 70 years ago. Right, but he was not happy that the the, the Bears were 2-7, and seven and you know he wasn't very uh, receptive in the post-game interview. There's three quarterbacks on this football team. Whichever one starts, starts. Whichever ones don't, we'll back him up. Period. Cut and dried. It's nobody's concern but ours. Nobody's. Next. Injuries from the uh, game. Talk to the trainer. Next. <laughs> Mike, why are you in such a bad mood? <laughs> what do you care? <laughs> okay. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood, too. <laughs> That has to be part of the next new open. <laughs> Absolutely. Next. <laughs> Why do you care? <laughs> and then he goes, and then it, he makes like a noise. He's like, rum, rum, rum. <laughs> oh, Dicka. So All good. Right, it's the first time I'm on board with one that's 30 years old, but it's it's actually happened. Jackson has gotten a classic for So What'd Your Grandma Think? All right, we got to wrap it up. BK and Ferrario up next with BK and Ferrario from 11 to 2, leading into the fast lane from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then the Blues and Capitals, uh, pregame at 5 p.m. I apologize, so fast lane, three hours today. And the Blues and Capitals this evening from Washington for Action Jackson. I'm Tim McKernan. This has been Yuppie and the Douchebag on 101 ESPN. Peloton, let's go. This holiday, with the right music, and the right motivation from world-class instructors. We're gonna pick it up a notch. It's the holiday season. You might just surprise yourself with what you're capable of. Work out to thousands of live and on-demand classes, from running to cycling to yoga. Try Peloton risk-free with a 30-day home trial. New members only, not available in remote locations. See additional terms at onepeloton.com slash home dash trial. Peloton, motivation that moves you.